Welcome back to the Morning Brew. I'm Shannon here with my co-host slash husband Taylor, and this is episode eleven. So this week we're going to be starting in a kind of mental health series. I would say um, we don't necessarily know how many weeks we're going to do this. Don't know. Um, not every single week will be. You know, today we're going to be talking about anxiety. Not every single week is going to be something um, with a name like that, maybe. Um, but that's where that's where we're going. Yeah, and anxiety is something that's growing. I'm I'm realizing more and more as I work with students and even young adults. And I think the easiest thing to start attacking anxiety as you begin to look at anxiety, because basically. I don't have a dictionary in front of me, and I don't have my phone up in front of me. But basically, anxiety, to me, is like a fear. Mm-hmm. So when I have anxiety, I have a fear of something. So, you know, I think last night I was I was heading over to uh, my former youth pastor's house, do some stuff with his son, and I had anxiety. Now, a lot of times I can pinpoint where that's coming from, whether that's you know, a fear of something specific, but sometimes it just hits me at random. And yesterday, I think my stomach hurt, and I tend to get bad anxiety when my stomach hurts because I think I'm always going to get sick. It's always something <laughs> Shannon doesn't quite understand. She, she <laughs> helps me, but she doesn't quite understand that feel because I I instantly get this anxiety when, when my stomach hurts because I have a fear I'm going to get sick. I have a fear what happens if you know, I throw up what happens if, and I know that's kind of a weird anxiety, but all anxieties at the core are a fear of something. And so the reason I believe that our anxieties are getting higher is because, (coughs) excuse me, we all have fears of something and we're not attacking those. So, you know, somebody just has bad anxiety in public. Well, they have a fear of crowds or maybe they have a fear of something happening to them in a big crowd or they have a fear that they'll get hurt. That there's there's usually always something accompanied with anxiety and I think it's not for any of us to determine what your root is. You just have to figure out what kind of anxiety you have in terms of what are you afraid of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I can go on in so many different directions in, in my own life. And I'm, we'll talk a little bit in, in a bit about how coping with it. But, but I feel like if you want to start to attack anxiety and you want to start figuring out how do I deal with this? How do I begin to just get into this whole idea of anxiety? I think you really need to know who you are. And so what I would tell you is if I were going to sit down with you and you were going to tell me, okay, Taylor, I want to counsel with you how do I deal with anxiety? What I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out your story. And, and your story is going to tell me so much about who you are and probably going to shed a light on why you have the anxiety that you do because you're going to share those things that have happened in your past, your experiences, your fears, and, and you begin to attack those. And so I think to, to begin this conversation you really have to kind of understand what anxiety is. And anxiety is a fear of something or a fear of something happening to you. And, and so you have to really see what those fears are. And I mean, kind of like we were saying, or Taylor was saying at the beginning, we really like see 
just such a rise in the prevalence of anxiety, especially in like the the generation that's, you know, coming up right now, um, and, and our generation, but, um, and I think, I don't know how to say this, but I think I've noticed, um, a lot, and I can't, I can only speak for myself, but I think in such an age of social media and technology, um, it just, for me, it makes my anxiety worse. It makes me feel worse. I notice, you know, if I've been spending too much time on social media, and I don't, I, I don't know if this makes sense, but I think because our generation, the generation below us, are so in tune with technology, social media, I think that almost, I don't want to say is the root cause for all anxiety everywhere, but I think definitely plays a part because we're so we find things out at an instant. And so for me, and and I think just to, to go in and I'll just, I'm just saying this, I'm not going on a tangent. <laughs> I think there's a sense of pressure yeah, that we're feeling with social media. Yeah. And that can be from, for anything. And that could be for some people, it could be because you're comparing yourself to everyone else you see, because you feel like Taylor's saying the pressure from comparing yourself, but not necessarily to another person, but another person's lifestyle. Maybe you feel pressure to, you know, look a certain way, act a certain way, perform a certain way. For me, that can be some of it. But for me, another thing, you know, and I have to be careful with how I say this, but for me, I'm trying to actively not, especially at the moment with the way the world is right now, I've tried just this past couple weeks to notice when I'm starting to feel more anxious or even just just not good. Um, if I've been on my phone too much or whatever, because again, it's not because I don't want to be aware of what's going on in the world. It's not because I want to like turn a blind eye to everything that's going on. It's awful and we need to be informed about it, but there comes a certain point where it's like, okay, I know what's going on. I know how I can make it better. I know, you know, I'm educated and now I'm just like falling into the negativity that, you know, and that's another thing. It, it doesn't even have to be, oh, I feel pressure to do this, this, and this. It can just be, there's so much negativity on social media, especially right now, whether it be political, whether it be, you know, economic, whether it be whatever it is, there's so many people with so many different opinions and that's fine. But sometimes we can just go down a rabbit hole of reading into all of it. And, and we just weren't, created to carry all of that and so I think for me I've recognized that a lot of my anxiety is social and that's not necessarily always to say when I'm in social situations but because of social issues because of whatever um I start to feel anxious when we're going to be in a social situation and I don't exactly either I wasn't prepared for it or I don't exactly know you know the audience, I guess, if that's what you could say, I'm afraid of saying something wrong or doing something wrong or messing up. And so for me, um, at least social media just fuels some of that. So that's, I mean, one of the big things for me, uh, my anxiety is really fueled by (laughs) other people and not in a their fault kind of way, but just, it comes more when not just with me, like where Taylor is like, Oh, I'm, I get anxious when I'm afraid of getting sick or something like that, mine is always 
when I'm around people and it has to do with other people. You get what I'm saying. Well, and I, I think you hit on probably one of the most crucial points in trying to understand anxiety. We're in a culture that's trying to get you to become a certain person. Mm-hmm. So whether it's social media, whether it's TV, whether it's friends, um, all of these things are trying to form you into becoming somebody that they want you to become. Mm-hmm. Not who you want to become, who they want to become. And so I was looking while Shannon was chalk- talking, trying to get a basic definition of <laughs> of anxiety. But it's along those lines of fear, but, but it talks a little more about worry, mm. nervousness. And yeah. so what's happening is I feel like when you use this word worry, yeah. is we're in a culture where people are trying to get you to become somebody that you don't want to be, or maybe you do, but you just become something that the world wants you to become. So when you're not becoming that person or people don't accept you or people don't like you or you don't become popular, you worry you don't measure up. Mm-hmm. So we have an anxiety because I'm not posting enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not building a lifestyle that people like. I'm a Christian, so people are going to not always like me because mm-hmm. we've been promised that not everybody's going to like you because you know me, people will hate you. Mm-hmm. And so there's an anxiety of will I fit in? You know, I, I remember having all this anxiety as a young kid and that, you know, back then in, you know, the early 2000s, it sounds like, you know, I'm not an old man. I'm only 24, <laughs> but same back then. But, but when my dad was a pastor, there's a lot of anxiety as you walk into a school or, or a place like that where, okay, I know where, who I am. I know my background. I know my family, but will other people accept me? I had a worry that I wasn't going to measure up to the world's standards. And I think that's exactly what's causing, as Shannon's saying, exactly what's causing all of us out there that have anxiety to have more anxiety because I'm not measuring up to what other people want. And it sounds so simple, but you just have to not worry about it. Mm -hmm. You have to pull back. Me, Shannon and I have both tried to do this in our lives, but we have to pull back and, and realize it's not about anybody else's opinion it's not even about my parents opinion it's not about my siblings opinion it's about who i am who i believe about myself and as long as i'm not doing anything stupid or wrong i don't need to have anxiety you know i i may be a youth pastor but you look at my social media you'll you'll see i never (laughs) post anything and that's not because i don't want to i'm just not good at it yeah i don't get anxiety because i'm not posting enough or i'm not living the lifestyle like some i get anxiety when things aren't how they always are for me. I get a lot yeah. more anxiety when there's change, when there's not a normal routine. And it's because for me, it's a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to get too much into this. Shannon could probably say more and maybe we'll do one on it. I'm an Enneagram 3 and so <laughs> I want to always be the best. I want to be the achiever. I'm, I, and so when something's not normal, I have a fear that I'm going to fail. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of their fears is failure as a three. And so I get that anxiety when I feel like I'm going to fail and I'm not going to measure up. Yeah. And and so we're living in a world of constant, everything's at our fingertips. We can shop at our fingertips. We can watch videos at our fingertips. We can buy a house at our fingertips. All of these things are easier than ever. And so we're bombarded with so much crap that's going around yeah. and, and the world's trying to say, this is who you have to be. Somebody with a nice house, 
you know, the white picket fence, a yep. nice car, mm-hmm. a dog or two, four or five kids. That's yeah. who you're supposed to be. And when you don't want to be that way, there's a lot of anxiety. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, well, what if I don't measure up to the way that my friends see me or the yeah. world sees me or my job sees me or even my significant other? How? And so we build this anxiety and we live in fear, mm-hmm. what I talked about at the beginning. And so you just, you need to go at those. But I think, I think Shannon's spot on and I just kind of reset a lot what she said <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't think she could have said it better in, in terms of why our anxiety is so high. Cause I think we're trying to measure up, you know, Jesus talks on anxiety. People are like, really in the Bible, it talks yeah. about, anxiety. yeah, he, he talks about it. And Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for yeah. tomorrow will take care of itself. The birds, they get food. Aren't you more valuable than the birds? Why are we concerned that we're not going to be taken care of, that yeah. we've got to measure up? You are who you are for a specific reason. You have a specific purpose. You were made the way you were supposed to be. You don't have to measure up to anybody. Yeah. So why are you causing so much anxiety on yourself? Yeah, that's so good. And even along the same lines, you know, like Taylor's saying, the Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow, but we're not even promised tomorrow. And so even along that lines, it's like, why do we worry about something that might not even come. And for some of us, that might be something that causes us anxiety. What if tomorrow never comes? What if I don't wake up? You know, okay, (laughs) what if? And I think that's something that, again, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but that's something that's even helped me deal with my own anxiety. I I start to go, okay, well, what if this and what if that? And a lot of times when you're feeling anxious, that can, it's just a lot of what ifs swirling around in your head. And I started to go, okay, what if that happens? What if that actually happens? Then what? I'm probably still going to be okay. Even if my worst fears come true, I'm still going to be okay. And part of that, you know, I know as a believer, part of that is because I know, you know, that God is taking care of me. And so I have that hope. But part of it is also because, you know, nothing in the world is ever going to be perfect. I know that there are going to be things that aren't going to work out the way I perfectly want them to. And I've had those moments in my life and I'm still okay. So I think, um, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm going off here too, but I, I think that's really good. Just thinking about this idea of, I just need to, you just got to take it from where you're at. And, um, there's a great podcast, that I have listened to, it's called The Next Right Thing, and it's also challenged me in just, you know, making decisions in life, and um, that's another place that we can all get anxious and and stuff, making the wrong decision, am I going to do the right thing, blah, 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 and it's all about, you just have to make the next right decision, it might not be, you know, when we're buying a house, when we're looking at jobs, when we're doing this, it's like, okay, well, what if this house doesn't work in 15 years, okay, well, then in 15 years, we'll move again. You know what I mean? So I think we, again, especially our generation and the generation below us, and I go back to the social, the social media world and the world of influencers who, you know, they get to work from home all day. And so they show off this lifestyle that we all want. And then we think we have to have our forever job, our forever home, our forever this, our forever that, our perfect little life figured out way too soon, and then we get stressed out about it. And we, you looked like you wanted to say something, but no, I just, 
I think as you were talking, I think, I don't remember where I heard the quote somewhere, and, and I think it's a quote, maybe I'm making it up, but uh, in order to succeed, we have to fail. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that takes away a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. when you realize if I fail, what's the big deal? And I was brought back as Shannon's talking to the story of Jesus and Peter, and Jesus is sitting there and says, you know, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's adamant that he's not going to, yeah. adamant he's not going to, and there's probably a little bit of this anxiety in Peter, like, what happens if I do? Like, yeah. what, what, and he does. Yeah. And he's became one of the greatest people that Jesus used to spread the gospel and, yeah. and, and to shepherd people. And it's so, it's like in his failure, he succeeded. And so, what if you fail? So, what if whatever you're anxious about happens? Mm-hmm. It, it's not the end of the world. Like, yeah okay, it's a difference if you have anxiety about like dying because yeah. you really can't fail at that and then come back from it. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> but move past that. That's that too deep. But, but I think Shannon's right again. I think what is the worst that's going to happen if you do fail? I think we need to fail. In order for us to fail, not in order for us to fail, in order for us to succeed, we, we have, have to, to fail. fail. And yeah. if we're... If we do fail, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. And so what? You know, I try to step back for moments when I get anxiety about, you know, when my stomach hurts and, it, you know, am I going to get sick? I try to step back and Shannon tells me a lot. So what if you get sick? Like, <laughs> yeah, what does it matter? And I think it tends to take that anxiety away when you pull yourself out of the situation and you go, well, what happens if it does? It's not the end of the world. We build anxiety up because we're afraid to fail. And the moment we accept that if we do fail, it's going to be okay, I think your anxiety goes a lot away because I'm not saying it just goes away instantly, but when you begin to not compare and, and always have to succeed and always be better and always, you know, have everything that everybody else has and you let that go and you're just okay with who you are, your anxiety can go way, way down. And I get there's some medical anxiety yeah. and people got to take medications. I'm not saying that's that's a different story. But a lot of us have anxiety in which we can do without medication, mm-hmm. that we can process through and we just need to figure out how do we get there? How yeah. do we begin? And, and it also brought me back. And then I'll let Shannon maybe talk about some of the we'll get into coping because I know we're already getting towards our 30 minutes and we <laughs> get on the things and we got to keep moving. But <laughs> I think it's so important for you, for those that are listening that as you, if anxiety is something you deal with, I challenge you to sit down and whether it's me, you talk to one, you talk to Shannon, you talk to me, you know, like we always say, we're available, even those that yeah. aren't a part of our church, but listen to our, um, podcast you know you can reach us by phone you can reach us but but i would challenge you to go talk to somebody if you've never done this and just tell them your story Mm -hmm. tell them from when as far back as you can remember all the way up to the present and 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 tell them your story preferably probably somebody that has experience in like counseling or something and i'm telling you if you were to call me and say okay taylor or you were to meet up with me and say hey here's my story Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to probably tell you 
a handful of things, or maybe it's just one, that's a root of your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because you have to, you cannot kill something unless you attack the root. Mm -hmm. You you can't kill a weed unless you pull a root out. You've got to get to the root. And so if you're going to attack anxiety, you have to get to the root. And you're going to learn so much of why you had your anxiety or why you do based on what's happened in your life. And so if you were to sit down and tell me, okay, you know, I've, I've had, you know, my father leave and I've had, you know, I've had other people leave in my life. And you, you look at me and you, you get anxious when you're in something that's good. You're afraid of abandonment. And Shannon has part of that story. Mm-hmm. You're going to realize based on that story, okay, the reason you have so much worry and fear of that is because that's your life. Yeah. That's what you've had happen for all of your life. You want to attack your anxiety you've got to find people that are going to be solid in your life and aren't going to leave. And they're there through the thick and thin. And, and so I think it's so good for you to know your story and it will help trace you back to your roots of your anxiety. Yeah. That's so good. Another thing I'll say real quick and then we'll get on to, you know, how we've learned to cope, but I even, you know, I forget where it is. I'm pretty sure it's in Isaiah, but there's a verse that talks about, Uh, essentially this idea that like you can't stop God's plan for your life and like God already knows how your story is going God already has your story written God so you know you might have even heard this but even for instance the coronavirus a lot of people have said God hasn't been surprised by the coronavirus take that with anything in your own life and the things that you're afraid of God's not surprised by the things that are going on in your life and so again that's another thing for me that's that's once I start start thinking about it in that context like okay I don't really know what's going on and I don't know how this is going to work out and I don't know you know I don't know that my fears aren't going to come true but God's already got a plan for me and again even back to and I don't want to get too deep on you again but even back to this this idea of some people who are afraid, you know, I, I watched this girl on YouTube and she has horrible anxiety of literally going out in public because she thinks something bad's going to happen to her, whether that be she dies or, you know, whatever. Even that, if I'm a believer and I know where I'm going and I know God's promise, then maybe I, I you know, nobody wa- wants to die, but, well, nobody, like, is, <laughs> you know, if you're afraid of dying, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it, but at the end of the day, I know that I'm going to end up being with the Lord if I do. So, again, I'm not trying to downplay it, but but you get what I'm saying. So, Taylor, do you want to start us off talking a little bit about, like, things that I guess you, and then I can talk about some of mine, do to kind of deal with some of these moments when you get anxious? And... I have to take you back to where I began with anxiety. And I think I really began this in like eighth grade going into to high school. And I chose different paths to deal with my anxiety that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say some of those first and let you know up front, I don't have it figured out. Yeah. I'm learning stuff along the way yeah. to try to help me, but... Um, I chose the route of smoking when I was younger, and that dealt with a lot of my anxiety. It kind of, it suppresses it. So if you 
are out there and you're using nicotine or drugs to deal with anxiety, all you're doing is suppressing it. Mm -hmm. You're not helping yourself kind of work through it. And so, you know, but I did that for so many years. And when I got married to Shannon, that was not going to be an option. And so I've been forced to have to deal with it. But for eight years of my life, maybe more like six, six years of my life, that's where I turned. I get anxious. I freak out. I step outside and I smoke and I'm all good. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if it comes again, step outside, smoke, step outside, smoke. And, and that was my way of coping with anxiety. Yet all it doing was suppressing it. And so what I've learned now is a couple different things. The first thing we actually saw this on a show we were watching, (laughs) but it's called tapping and you tap like four different spots, um, on your hands, you tap once your, your forehead underneath your, where your sinuses are, your chin and your chest. And, and it's helped. I don't use it all the time, but in times I've used it to help just kind of calm me down. I think it's a good mechanism just to calm you down. It's not going to help you necessarily goes away, but it just helps you calm down to be able to think straight and, and figure out what's going on. So tapping has been a huge part recently of my life as I've dealt with anxiety. Another huge way I've coped, um, and maybe cope's not the right word because I think sometimes people can think coping is just kind of like finding something to get you through it, but helping with anxiety. um, Exercise has always been a huge thing for me to help with anxiety. I've heard a lot of people say that that if they have anxiety, lifting or running has Mm -hmm. been a huge help for them because it releases chemicals and endorphins that help your body and so it it just gives you a sense of relief when you exercise and so Mm -hmm. that's been a part of my life for a long time and I think always will be in some capacity I may not always be able to lift weights the rest of my life but in some way or another I love to exercise and so I Mm -hmm. think that's helped anxiety as well and just a huge thing I think probably the biggest thing that's helped me is to talk Mm -hmm. and that's sometimes with Shannon, but sometimes that's with other people. I mm-hmm. think you've got to realize as, as important as your significant other is, and if you're married, your spouse, there's also got to be people in your life that you can talk to that aren't your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so I have some guys in my life that I go and talk to when I have some anxiety issues, or I call on the phone when I have some anxiety issues, because uh, sometimes it's just you know, we're, we're different genders. There's different mm-hmm. issues, different things we deal with. And so Shannon can talk to me about some of the things maybe a guy deals with, but she's also not a guy. And <laughs> so I'm going to talk to a guy maybe after I talk to her and, and share some of those anxieties and fears and see kind of their perspective mm-hmm. and then bring what Shannon's had to say and they've had to say together. And, and so as hard as it is to talk because you become vulnerable mm-hmm. and in a weird position to share about yourself, your anxieties, your fears, your worries. It's one of the best ways to begin to heal and have less anxiety is if you're just able to find somebody you can talk to and pour your heart out and, and really have them give you input because when you're anxious, you're not really thinking straight. And so to have somebody that can stand on the outside and go, okay, I see what you're feeling and here's what I would say. Here's how I would try to help you. Yeah. Or, um, and so talking has been a huge thing in my life to help me through as well. More and more as I've gotten older and Shannon's forced me to share uh, <laughs> what I'm feeling and uh, what's going on and when I become anxious. But 
Um, and then the last thing is is breathing. You might not think of something as that to be super <laughs> helpful, but um, Shannon's helped me do that a little more. But I've also done it before because I was always told uh, to take deep breaths. And so when I would get nervous or or I'd go out in public and I'd get all freaked out sometimes when I was younger, people would just tell me to breathe. And so you take those those big deep yeah. breaths and it helps you just calm down. It yeah. helps you just, okay, just like tapping. It's not really a mechanism to solve your anxiety, but it's something to help you calm down enough so that you can begin to process and understand and talk and all of these different things. And so those are just a couple of things, exercise, tapping, breathing, and talking that I think have helped me really start to work through it because you can't, there's no solution to solve anxiety. Yeah. There is none. Yeah. You just have to figure out what works to you. I saw on TikTok the other day and then I'm done. Um, somebody was talking about, you know, if you have anxiety, uh, put a cold pop up against your cheek and then take a drink and have it sit in your mouth for like 30 seconds to a minute and your mind goes to the bubbles and the feeling that's in your mouth and mm -hmm. takes your mind off of the anxiety. And so there's so many different things you can do, but don't go to stuff like drugs, smoking, alcohol, those kind of things, sex, pornography, to, to help your anxiety because all it's doing is suppressing. Yeah. You're, you're not doing anything. You're almost making it worse. Yeah. Well, and that's just like that, you know, little TikTok one that you just said that's kind of why I think tapping you know we talked about tapping I'm a huge fan of tapping um I think <laughs> when we first learned about that from this show that we were watching um I started making Taylor do it sometimes when he would get anxious and I think at first it feels kind of silly but um you know it's the same idea tapping breathing even exercise all those things, things that just, they take your mind off of what you're anxious about and they focus it into something else. They calm you down. And then once you're calm, again, we, we really want to focus part of the reason you can't go to things like smoking, drugs, whatever, to fix your anxieties because they don't fix it. They suppress it. And again, like Taylor said, there's no like fix. We're not saying that. Um, but it's kind of the same thing with all these tricks to help calm you down. We're not saying these are things that are going to suddenly heal your anxiety, but it's things that are in a healthy way calming you down. So then you can think more about the root of where your anxiety is coming from because you can't think about the root of your anxiety when you're anxious or you're going to get more anxious. So, um, yeah, everything that Taylor said are, are things I would totally agree with. Um, I really, even I'm not as big of an exercise <laughs> nut as Taylor is, but I've, um, you know, I played tennis in high school and I always found that as a, as something that really helped when I was anxious. And even more recently, I haven't been as good about it lately, just with the move and everything, but I have never been a runner and I started running and I just could tell if I would run in the morning, I would feel better throughout the whole day. And it just would, it gets your, you know, even biologically or physiologically, whatever the word is. Um, it just helps with your mental health. It helps get your body moving. Um, for me, it was, it got me outside, got me, you know, whatever. Um, 
so all those things, yeah, like Taylor said, I am a big, I like to, this sounds kind of strange, and I, I don't want to be that person again who's always like, oh, God is the answer to your anxiety, because again, I don't want to say that, because um, I know it's a struggle, but when, if, if you're someone who is a believer and um, I, I think for me it's been really important to get alone and and pray through some of those things when I get anxious, when I'm in the car, when I'm in the shower. Those are like my two biggest favorite times to just talk with God about things I'm anxious about because I'm just all alone and I can say it out loud if I want. I can, you know, do whatever. So, um, but even just taking a shower or going for a drive can be good things to get your mind off what you're anxious about anyway, even if you're not going to go pray. But so, yeah, that's what I would say. You have anything else, Tay? No, I think overall in this conversation, the biggest thing you have to understand is just to be aware. Yeah. You have to understand that when you're anxious, it hits people at different times and and different things work for different people. And so those are just some of the suggestions and things that we've done, but that doesn't mean they're the fix. You have to figure out who you are, what works for you. And ultimately, in all the things that we've said, you have to know your story. You have to know who you are. You have to know your fears. You have to not have a fear of failure. You have to have this ability to get out of the, the uh, what is that thing? The hamster wheel. I thought there was <laughs> another name for it. But uh, the hamster wheel of this world and break off from that and just be who you're supposed to be. You were made to be whoever <coughs> you are. So I don't know who's listening, but who you that's listening, you were made for a specific reason. Don't try to be somebody else that you're not. And so just be aware of your anxiety. Know when it hits. You know, probably another good thing you could do, and a lot of people do this for a lot of things, not just anxiety, but begin to maybe keep a journal oh, yeah. of when. That's good. Okay, here's a situation I got anxious. Write down what that situation was, where you were, what you were feeling. And you can begin to see a theme of when you get anxiety. So then you'll know, okay, you know, I tend to get anxiety when I'm in public. Okay, so you can kind of prepare yourself as you go to a public place or you're doing something in public that I'm going to get anxious and begin to be aware of that and pay attention to it and then attack it before it begins. And so I think... Just being aware is a huge thing that you have to when it comes to anxiety. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's all we have for this week. And we'll be back next week for another episode in our mental health series. But thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. And we'll see you next week for Morning Brew. Bye.